Welcome back, everybody. George Brock is an entrepreneur with us today from just outside the beautiful city of London. He's the founder of the social growth program, True You, and is also the host of the True You podcast. George, welcome on, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me and tell your story today. Yeah, no worries, man. Thank you for having me. I, um, I'm still recovering from food poisoning, unfortunately. So you're going to have to bear with me a little bit. Like, um, it's all right. I'm, I'm on always... three hours of sleep. So we'll be, uh, we'll be on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll both be a little bit slow, but yeah, you have to bear with me. Usually I'm so like, go, go, go. But right now, yeah. um, you know, I'm usually like warrior mode. Like, you know, if you're running, I'm running faster. If you're working, I'm working harder. But, um, <laughs> yeah, right now I'm literally like 50% of that. So, um, yeah, you and your audience are going to have to bear with me, but I'm going to do my best and listen, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to, to connect with you. I'm excited to, um, provide as much value as, as I possibly can to, to your audience and stuff. So yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Awesome, man. Um, so what are you most excited about right now? Oh, um, well, yeah, I'd, honestly, I'll just have to say true you like, uh, I don't want to jump into promo or anything straight away, but, um, like it's a yeah. relatively, it's a relatively new company. Um, and mm. uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get into all of that later. I can explain a bit more, but, um, yeah, yeah, just, just excited for launching for, a new venture. Yeah. Launching a new venture. We've got a lot of things going on we've got like new hires coming on board uh getting new students enrolled um putting out some really really cool content i've got a youtube channel podcast um i i post reels like daily or, on the true you instagram so um I, I love making content uh i love as i said at the start you know providing value wherever i possibly can um so yeah, just, just excited to keep releasing content, excited to, to see where I can take the brand, um, excited to connect, mm -hmm. connect with, with cool people such as yourself. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I wanted to, I'm going to pull up my, my phone here for a second. Cause I, I always find these, like these episodes, the most interesting you actually, oh, I reached out to you, um, in june it looks like yes i believe um okay yeah me and george actually touch base i have it in my dms as june but the way i wrote the first message sounds like we'd connected before so it's just very interesting because that was like three four months ago and then we were able to just still like sh just showcasing you know the power of social media stay in touch um and then i think we naturally kind of started getting involved with similar like following similar people I want to kind of know, you can take me all the way back in a second, um, but just for like this new project for like find for true you, um, when did you get the idea for that? And like, uh, yeah, like why did you, why, what was your inclination to kind of start your own venture? Yeah, definitely. So just, just to touch on the first thing you said, yeah, it's, it's crazy sort of our journey together actually as well, because, you know, we connected like a while ago like i think it was like maybe even uh 2021 maybe or no June. that's what i thought right was it it may have been, maybe it was on another account and that's why i was like yeah like yeah, we like it was a long long time ago but as soon as your name popped up i was like i recognize this guy like i've spoke to him before because i've got i've got really really mm -hmm. good like memory and stuff like i almost i i reach out to tons of prospects and i talk to 
tons of people daily, but I always remember names and faces, profile pictures, stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I recognized you and your name and stuff. And like, I just think it's crazy how it all works out. Like you caught me in my like digital marketing days. Like we were, we were connecting and stuff like that. And it's just all come around full circle. Um, you know, we've connected again. We both have podcasts, uh, things like that. So I think, you know, that's really, really cool. And yeah, as you said, it does really show the the power of social media. Um, but yeah, sorry. What was your, what was your question again? Yeah. My question was on the, uh, it was just about the uh, where you got the idea for True You, like because we touched base six months ago, and like you said, you were in your digital marketing kind of phase of it. When did the transition, or what were you always thinking it was going to be something different than what you were doing at that time? You know, say six months ago. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, with uh, the digital marketing, like I really just lost the passion for it, um, which means a lot to me i know it doesn't mean much to, to other people people are more sort of ruthless and they're just like business is business but to me um i think passion is extremely important i think you need you need to have at least a little bit of passion in some part of your business um and yeah with digital marketing i just completely lost that um so i needed to find it elsewhere and uh yeah i got into got into coaching um i've i've been sort of privately coaching like here and there for about three years now but uh i've just started um i've just started group coaching with with true you and um yeah honestly with with true you i think what we're teaching is like pivotal for for becoming successful like you know so so for anyone that doesn't know with true you we we teach like social dynamics how to build a social circle, um, you know, surround yourself with influential people, um, really just become like a, a master connector, networker, things like that. And, and character building a lot of, a lot of like charisma and character building stuff as well. And I think one thing that really made me, as you said, made me get started with it is I think, uh, mm-hmm. I see a massive market for it definitely because there's a, one thing is the education system, right? Like I'm not a massive fan of the education system for obvious reasons. Um, and people always say like, Oh, the education system doesn't teach you about taxes. It doesn't teach you about how to start your own business. It doesn't teach you about how to invest in the stock market. And yeah, I definitely agree with that. I agree with all of those things, but even simple stuff like meditation, um, yes, so, so med- meditation, social, social skills, um, networking, charisma, character building, like all of that stuff, the education system doesn't even touch on that. And I think it really should. Like, I think mindfulness classes and um, social skills classes, like they should be a thing um, and it should be implemented in the education system. So I think that's definitely sort of one reason why I got started and also just because I think it's you know it's a pivotal part of becoming successful like it's um I I it it comes from personal experience as well like I personally noticed like fundamental changes in my life as soon as I made this switch Mm -hmm. and as soon as I started like changing my social circle networking with certain people such as yourself um you know, as soon as I started doing those things, I noticed 
fundamental changes and I wanted other people to experience that um why did I want other people to experience that honestly that's just me that's just my nature like I want us all to be the best versions of ourselves I want us all to grow together I want us all to cooperate so um yeah as I say just you know providing value and if if I can do that in any aspect for example here today if I can provide any value to your audience that's what I want to do so um right yeah you know I think as as into why I got started that's a very like sort of long um long answer but as into to why no, I got started I'm, you covered a lot on that and one thing I really a uh, couple things I pulled from that one I liked how you started it, you know talking how you need to have a little bit of passion um if you are going to get into the entrepreneurship game or whatever, really anything you decide that is going to take up a bulk of your time. Because I think guys that we watch, you know, such as Arlen, such as Iman, such as, you know, all these, uh, these high value dudes, they talk about like you in life, you pay for everything regardless with either your time or your money. Right. So, you know, what you put your time into is really what you're putting your money into when you really think about it. So having that, drive will make it so much more just worthwhile and you'll get so much more out of it. Um, and there was another thing that I wanted to mention or that you yeah, mentioned, just, uh, just on just talk whilst, about whilst, oh, the fundamental changes. Oh yeah. Sorry. What were you saying? Yeah, no, just, just whilst you, whilst you think about that. So like, yeah, you know, if your business is like a massive part of your life, which for most of us it is, then you've got to be passionate about it. Like, cause you've got to have passion in your life. You've got to have fulfillment in your life. And if a business is a massive part of your life, then it's got to fulfill you. So I, I, it's hard to sort of, it's hard for people to argue a point against that. Like you, yeah, you have to be, you have to be passionate. Yeah. But as you were saying about, um, yeah, yeah, fundamental changes. Right. Yeah. And, um, on the passion end of it, what do you, uh, yeah, well, actually, on the fundamental changes, what were some? Can you re- recall any like specific examples um, of like fundamental changes you saw? You know, like was it physical? Was it certain opportunities that came your way when you started just consistently? You know, being intentional, I would say, is the best way to put it with what you were doing. Yeah, both. Like <laughs> both, definitely. Because so you said physical, yep, and mm-hmm. you said opportunities, yep like that's what I, that's what i mean and that's why i teach it like every aspect of your life is just gonna go on a massive growth trajectory because like okay for example the physical side of things i yes i noticed changes in my body and i noticed um changes in my health and things like that because i've got people around me doing such a similar thing like we're going to a restaurant and we're all say we're all like carnivals or something. So we're all eating like steak and things like that, which is obviously really good for you and good for your body. Um, you know, compared to if you're hanging around with your old mates from high school and you're going to McDonald's. Um, so right. yeah, like, uh, and we're all like fitness wise, it's like, let's go to the gym and let's discuss in the gym and things like that. So it's like, you're constantly pushing each other and like physically and mentally. So yes, like physically, I notice massive changes um and then yeah also opportunity like go on yeah 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 no i and no i want to talk let's get into some details about you know the maybe an an opportunity that 
Um, maybe recall some of the ones that specifically, because I know there's certain opportunities that come my way that just, they motivate me to just keep going so much, not more than others, but they have meaning. Was there any specifics you can recall where you're like, oh, that was like a cool thing I got to do because, you know, the consistency with the work I was putting in? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, um, yeah, that's what, you know, I was going to get onto next, like sort of opportunity is, um, is a huge one, like specific moments. Um, you know, there's, there's tons, like I've met, I've met some incredible people through other people like, um, you know, you had Will on the podcast recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had him on like the, the other yep. day or whatever. Um, yeah. So like he, for example, I was connecting with him recently. Um, he introduced me to another really cool guy in England, uh, potentially, you know, well, he's connecting me with, with lots of guys, um, that could be potential hires, um, at my company because, um, yeah, we're looking for a, a new hire at the moment. So I, w- I won't get too much into that, but yeah, like that's a great opportunity. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, he's sending talent my way and sending like, oh, check this guy out. Uh, he could be a good hire for you, things like that. So, you know, cause I connected with Will, he's creating those opportunities for me, which uh, I really appreciate. And I said to him, you know, I hope I can do the same for him in future. Um, I connected with, um, Daniel, which for anyone who doesn't know is like Arlen's right hand man sort of thing. Um, and he introduced me to a ton of London guys. Um, and that's sort of like, I started my podcast, uh, with my first episode was with Ebbs, uh, Ibrahim Turner for anyone who doesn't know. And yeah, that's sort yeah. of what made me start my podcast. So Daniel introduced me to Ebbs and then I filmed a podcast with Ebbs, which what got me into starting podcasts and things. So yeah, like that never would have happened. Do you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, like it's, it's hard to pinpoint just one because there's been so, so there's been countless times where, um, you know, me building my social circle and me networking with people has created opportunity. So yeah, for anyone who, who is looking for opportunities and feel like, you know, things aren't necessarily going their way or they aren't like attracting things into their life. Um, definitely start with, with networking because there's, there's people out there that can really, really help you, um, with opportunity. Yeah. And would you agree that with each, um, with each opportunity, you become more aware of kind of identifying them. Like, do you notice more? Cause I, frankly, since I've started, I started my first company at 17 and I just noticed the more I was consistent with it, the more I just started noticing like left and right. Oh, cool. Like opportunity there, you know, more apt to go talk to this person. Cause now I either feel validated or I just feel like there's like a certain level of confidence that just comes with the reps. Um, would you agree that, you know, as you're, the more you do it, your awareness just increases, the more you put yourself in, you know, maybe uncomfortable situations, but yeah, just putting yourself out there, you know, you become more aware and see the other opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Like your, your sort of level of awareness like grows and you sort of, as, as that grows, you, you learn how to spot, spot opportunities more and, um, especially like good opportunities, and you can do it from such a small base, like for example, or uh, I don't know, like, oh, go to dinner with a certain group of people. People 
take that at like face value and they just see like, oh, I, I don't have time to go to dinner or oh, I, I can't afford to go to dinner or whatever it is. But little do they know if they go to that dinner, they're going to have one conversation that is going to transform their business. They're going to get one piece of advice that is going to transform their business. So it's like seeing just something that seems so small and then turn it into a massive opportunity. Um, yeah, you definitely start to your, your knowledge of these things and your awareness of being able to spot those opportunities definitely increases, um, tenfold and, uh, yeah, just knowing where to, to invest your time. Um, not saying, you know, I'm not saying everything is worth your time. I'm not saying, you know, feed yeah. into, into everything. Cause there's definitely some people out there that will still waste your time. Um, and there's definitely some things out there that aren't going to spark opportunity. Like it genuinely is just a waste of time. But, um, you know, that's something that we teach as well as learning how to spot certain situations and learning how to move away from others. Um, and yeah, that's definitely something that people need to, to get better at is, is spotting the, the positive and versus the negative and, and things. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, you know, in your opinion, uh, what can a male, you know, 18 to 25, really male or female, but 18 to 25 do every day to attract high quality people into their life? Oh, good question. Good question. Um, honestly, there's a lot of things like it's so where would the you main start? Thing, yeah. So the, the main thing is like providing value, right. And you're like, you could, you've got to decide where you have value and like, what's going to be your thing. Like, why, why did I jump on a podcast with Jack instead of jumping on a podcast with someone else? You know, like what, why is Jack providing me a certain type of value that Oh, sorry. I'm, I just, I just saw something in like the, the corner of my, um, I think someone's at my door, maybe. Sorry. Sorry. I'm really getting distracted. Um, oh, yeah, I'll, no I'll ignore you're it for now. Yeah. You're good. You got to pause. No worries. <laughs> sorry. That's my bad. Um, yeah. So where was I, um, providing value. So yeah, like, you know, yeah, why did I jump on... so you'd start? Yeah. Yeah. Why did I jump on a podcast with Jack instead of jumping on a podcast with somewhere else? Because I feel like Jack can provide me more value than the other person. So you've got to decide sort of where your value lies and how you can provide value to people. People always think in the beginning of their journey, that means money. And that is completely false. It does, it does not just mean, you know, people think, oh, I can't network with high value guys because I'm not successful or I'm not rich or whatever. It's like, yeah, but you have other qualities. You have other attributes. Like you could be an incredible character or you could be on an amazing self-development journey. And for example, I know like really, really rich guys, like super rich guys that like have no mm -hmm. idea about like meditation and mindfulness. And they want to learn more about that. Like they've told me they want to learn more about that. And that's something I can help them with because I actually mm -hmm. do have experience there. So it's like I can provide them value in that sense. Um, and, you know, even though they're richer than me and, and things like that. So you do have value inside of you. You just need to learn like what it is. Um, but yeah, for, mm -hmm. for young men and women, how they can start networking with like higher value people is just figure out where your value is 
and really feed into that also become like just becoming a valuable person like i always say this learn everything about everything like so you can never because because it can always come up in conversation like you could be talking about wine and it's like you you can provide your knowledge about wine because you've learned about it because you know about it you could be talking about watches and you can like provide your value about watches because you know about it so nothing is useless like learn everything about everything because if it comes up in a conversation you're gonna come across as a high value individual as a as a valuable person because you have knowledge about that thing so yeah learn everything about everything is is definitely a big one but um yeah those are just a couple of things like honestly there's so much that you can do and so much that you can change to become a high value person you know it doesn't happen overnight but um it's it's definitely a journey it's definitely a process um a journey that i think everyone needs to go on um, and that's sort of what i'm trying to do and trying to help people with but um yeah those are just a couple of things yeah i really liked what you said at the end there where you because i'm not even what you just said about I think it's a journey that everyone needs to go on. Um, That really, that quote alone is what switched everything for me, you know, 12, 15, you know, now we're going back close to two years where I really just decided I wanted to take what I was doing seriously. And it was because I was looking at all these guys that were where I wanted to be. And I was reading all this stuff about guys where I wanted to be and, you know, just, the guys that were doing what I wanted to do. And a lot of them, it came down to, you know, the meditation, the, um, the, they call it beautiful destruction, you know, having to really understand that maybe you are at ground zero and you need to just start and take one step and then take the next step and then just keep stacking the, the small positive wins. And you're like you said earlier, everything does start to change. Like the natural opportunities start to come into your life. Um, and the biggest part is accepting that you are going to have to go through it or you are going to have to go through your version of it. I don't like to say it because it's just a different, everyone's got their own way. Everyone's, it stems from understanding yourself. If you don't know how to get in tune with yourself, then like guys like George are great because they're going to teach you about meditation. And that's just one way, right? Like we always just said, look, this is what works for us. You don't know until you tried it. And that's why I always like to tell people, I think 90 five percent of people who complain about not being successful have never actually tried and what i mean by that is did they go 100 days in a row at you know something they did every day that they love to do you know or did they spend the time building the the system or the patience to to do it or did they just follow the pack and then complain that you know it wasn't handed to them because frankly just being honest i think that's where a lot of the i think that's why the one percent is the one percent yeah and also, like, why wouldn't you want to go on that journey? Do you know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't you want to better yourself as a person? Why wouldn't you want to know everything about everything? Why wouldn't you want to be seen as a high-value person? Why wouldn't you want to walk into a room and turn heads? Like, everyone wants that. So, yeah, yeah. go on that. What's stopping you from going on that journey? Like, like, do it. Yeah, Gary Vee says it all the time. You know, 400 trillion to one. That's your odds of being a human. So you can take that as you want. But if you don't think you're here as a gift, if you don't think you're here to do something important, then, you know, I think just like the numbers don't lie, right? It's a very unlikely instance that we all get to experience this. And 
like you said, to make the most out of it, learn everything. Right? I always say like fail fast, but fail at what you love. Fail fast, fail at what you love. Failing and learning really go hand in hand. Every time I've I've learned the most comes after my my biggest failure. And sometimes I didn't because I didn't see that you never really see the failure coming. You like you think it's it hurts more than if you like predicted it. But reality is if you could predict it, you could have fixed it. So don't worry about it. You just learned and you know you move on. What um, you said what you said there cool. about um, the... I wanna talk yeah. Sorry, what you said there about the like mm-hmm. four hundred trillion to one thing, like that's a people hate hearing that because it's such a like reality check and they like people are just wasting their days, right? They're doing fuck all, they're watching Netflix, um, you know, not really not really giving anything to to the world, not not leaving a legacy behind. And um when they hear things like, Oh, four hundred trillion to one chance of you being here it's like they feel that guilt inside and and people don't want to feel that but that it, it there's like a beauty in that like that is why i don't waste a single second of my day like i'm recovering from food poisoning right now but i'm still jumping on a podcast because i have a legacy that i want to leave behind i have something that i want to be here when i die so why would I like, I'm, I'm in good enough health to just sit here and have a conversation. So, you know, even if I am recovering from food poisoning, so like, why wouldn't I do that? Because as I said, yeah. I want to, I want to leave a legacy behind. And, um, I think it's remembering that one day you're going to die. Like, okay. For example, I heard this recently if you could take a pill and that would mean that you live forever, would you do it? It's such a, that's such an interesting question, right? Like, like, no, I, I don't know. No, I don't think yeah. so because I, I think I, I don't think I would. I think it's it, like, you're here for a purpose and you know if you are always able to live then what is your where's your drive kind of come from right like what do you i think whether we're dying in 50 years or 100 it doesn't it's still a it's still an expiration date right like it's still a it's still one day that this you know this journey will come to an end and like you said how do you want to be remembered like yeah and they always i don't my buddy told me this yesterday yeah what were you saying Sorry, sorry. And it's it's that expiration. This is what I was going to get onto. It's that expiration date that creates that urgency. It's that expiration date that is like, okay, fuck, I can't waste a single second that I have on this planet. So I need to, I need to create that legacy whilst I'm still here. So that's why personally, I yeah. wouldn't take it if I knew that I could live forever because that would lo- it would lose that whole urgency. I could just do day to day just doing whatever because it wouldn't matter but because i don't have that pill and because i know that i'm going to die one day which is going to scare so many people listening to this and they're going to be like oh i don't like the thought of that but no there's there's beauty in that like it's a beautiful thing that you're going to die one day because it creates that urgency to get up off your ass and go and create a legacy so yeah, I think, you know, that 400 yeah. trillion to one thing is a thing that people need to keep in their minds and they need to read it every single day and remember why you're here, why you're on this planet, 
you know what are you doing and as i say like don't let anything stop and you. it's also for me it's also that's why it's possible right yeah like they say and not to interrupt you they just like that's why it, my motivator is anytime i think i i can't do something or i shouldn't be somewhere or i'm not fit for this or it's like yes you are it's happening for a reason and like you like we keep reiterating like you can't and that's why like people are like oh it's not that easy like right nobody said it was easy but you're you're using the fact that it's not easy to tell you that it's not possible and it's it's possible anything is absolutely like it's cliche but anything is possible for that basic reason it's just do you believe do you want to take the positive end of it do you want to take the the consistent action and like have faith that it is possible or if you're going to just say it's too hard then you're right you're not going to do it like right you just told the you just told the universe nope i'm not worthy of this and it's not possible for me, but then what are you going to do? Then what is, right? Then what is, if it's not this, then what is it? And if it's nothing, then you're right. You just fall into that, that spiral, like that slope and people, you know, the, the greatest killer of men under 40 is themselves. Right. And I think it's because they get into a, like that cycle, they kind of, not that they miss that wave, but they never fully come to terms with the fact that all of this is a gift and that it is anything they want in life is possible. And, you know, they just have to try and they have to get around the right people that consistently, you know, ingrain that in them, because just like the people are around to empower you, there's also the people to drag you down. So at the end of the day, yeah. like I always say, it's on you. You're either you're around yeah. guys like me and George and Arlen and Iman, or you're around, you know, the low lives that keep telling you that you're not capable of doing it. Exactly. And it's that, it's that statement there, like what you said, like people think, oh, um, it's not that easy and like things like that. And this is something I was thinking about earlier is like the self-sabotage nowadays is crazy. Like people will say like, it, there's, there's so many things, but just for example, people will say like, oh, I'm so stressed. And then like for people like us, like so we would give them a very blunt response, a very logical response, but they don't like logic. So they would sort of move away from it and be like, eh, it's not that easy, as you said, but it's like, oh, I'm so stressed. Okay. Why are you stressed? Oh, I've got so many things to do. Don't do them. And then it's like, oh, but if I don't do them, then, um, it's like, what, what's going to happen if you don't do them? Well, nothing, but, but they've, they've just got to get done. It's like, why do they have to get done? And they're like, oh, they just do. And it's like, you're, you're the one that's creating that stress. You're the one that's putting yourself in that position. You know, if it's going to stress you out, you don't actually have to do it. Like, you know that, or you know that you can do it in a different way that it's not going to stress you out. Um, I, d I don't think all stress is bad stress, but that's a completely different conversation. Um, but yeah, like self-sabotage, people are just stressing themselves out. And then when you give them a logical answer, they just say, oh, it's not that easy. Why not? Why is it not that easy? Like, it can be, you're just, you're doing it to yourself. I'm like, stop putting that stress on yourself and make it easy, make it easier on yourself. I just think self-sabotage nowadays is just crazy through the roof, through the roof. Yeah. And just to wrap that up with a quote from my favorite, cause I want to transition into the college and education side of things. I, one of my, you know, my opinions on college are what they are, you know, we'll get into it, but when I was at university, um, one of my favorite professors that actually gave me the opportunity to really go to Nova, uh, shout out Cheryl Babcock. She told me the first day I got there and the day I graduated, uh, 
that if it is to be, it's up to me. And it just, it really stuck with me. Like, especially when she reiterated it at our graduation, she's like, she asked me what I was doing and how the business had transitioned from what I was doing in luxury sales to like this more social media podcast, you know, space. Um, and she's like, you can do it, Jack. Cause if it is to be, it's up to me and just keep, you know, keep reminding yourself of that and you'll take the action and you'll get around the right people. And, you know, naturally people will become attracted to you because that's how you're like, that's how I live every single day. Like I always say, like, I don't have bad days. Like we all have yeah. bad days, but bad days are perspective. For me, I know it comes back to me. What did I, for me, a bad day is like, okay, what I just was, you know, it was, it was on me. I wasn't as consistent that day. That's really all it was. It wasn't a bad day. Mm -hmm. It was a lack. It was a lazy day. And yeah, no one, you know, tomorrow is going to be, can be totally different. Yeah. No one's coming to save you. It's, it's all up to you. Um, and as you said, like, uh, I can't remember the quote, but it, if it's to be, it's up to you or, or whatever it is. Like, yeah. Like, as I if said, no one's coming to up to me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like no one's coming to save you. You're the only one that can, that can create that reality for yourself. So, you know, go out and get it. All right, George. So what is your, uh, first off, uh, because we have the opportunity and obviously, you know, my audience is going to be 99.9% us based, except for my, my old roommate. Um, what's it like living in the UK and what do most people get wrong about it? Hmm. Um, what's it like living in the UK? Um, right now, fucking awful. Um, as a, as I was, as I was saying to you, as I was saying to you just before the pod, um, uh, I just got a notification that our prime minister has resigned. Um, so that was crazy. Um, we are literally in like the worst recession right now. Um, obviously sort of globally, but the UK, in my opinion, is, is getting the worst of it. Um, or well, one of the worst of it. Um, so yeah, it's a, definitely a tough time, uh, for, for us at the moment. Um, however, you know, it is home. Uh, it always will be home to me. I absolutely love London. There's, there's something about London being in the city, the bright lights. It's just, uh, it's very inspiring. There's a great, great network in London. Um, but you know, yeah, it's, it, it's tough, man. It's really tough. Like people say about London, like our favorite city on earth. And for me, it definitely is. London is definitely my favorite city on earth, but um, it's also very easy to get trapped there, get sucked into the matrix and, and all of that. Um, but yeah, it's a tough time at the moment. Um, but you know, all round it, it, it's not bad at all. Um, I wouldn't say uh, I've personally, I don't know. Like also, also to say, um, what you said there, like, what's one thing that most people get wrong about it? Honestly, I haven't heard like yeah. many people's sort of many outsiders, like perspectives of the UK. So I don't, I don't really know. Like, I don't know what your perception yeah. is of the UK, but you know, if you, if you give me yours, I can sort of tell you, um, I can yeah. tell you if it's right um, or wrong. I would, uh, I think the first word that comes to mind is posh, I think is like a common, uh, and I guess, I, I think you, you have an understanding of that, like just like from what I hear, like whenever people kind of talk about yeah. it, like we tend to okay. stereotype that it's like, it's very preppy and everyone is, yeah. you know, 
business professional, you know, and like, you know, you no, have the, okay. of course we think of the queen. So we're like going, we're comparing the yeah. queen and the civilians and being like, okay, well, what's the in-between of that? And it's going to be someone yeah. relatively, you know, preppy and posh and cares about, you know, nice yeah, things, so, but I can't imagine, you know, everywhere it's like that. Right. Like honestly, completely like the opposite in a way, like 99% of the UK is, is the opposite of preppy is the, like, I personally, I'm very well-spoken. Um, you know, I like to carry myself in a certain way. Uh, I like to behave a certain way, body language, certain way, but then 99% of the UK is like, Oh, fucking hell, bruv. What are you saying, bruv? Like, it's just very like, like people think we're very posh, well-spoken, things like that. But like, and almost they, it creates that like perception of like safe in their mind. But if you come to, if you mm -hmm. come to London and you wear like a nice watch, like you're going to get stabbed. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a big, um, it's it's a really um bad there's there's a lot of knife crime in in england um which is a, a thing that people don't know about um and like it, it's a serious problem that the government haven't like honed in on or anything at all yet but um Why yeah not? like i'd honestly i don't know like it's it, <laughs> They've done little things here and there, like they've done little campaigns and whatnot, but nothing that's really made like a serious impact. Um, but yeah, like honestly, just there's like this big sort of gang culture and everything like that in London um, that people don't even know about. But yeah, like face value, people just think we're like posh, well-spoken, all of that. But I guarantee if you come to London, you'll get like a, a big reality check because there'll be like guys in all black that are like they've got a knife in their pocket and they're like oh fucking hell bruv like give give me a watch bruv and all of that so like yeah it's honestly it's crazy um but yeah london is definitely not what people think it is at face value but i say i say that at the same time i say it's yeah. my favorite city on earth but um yeah it's it, right it's, yeah it's, it's very it's very ironic <laughs> it's but i don't weird, blame you i mean like you said it's it happens everywhere right but it's i'm glad you you pointed out that that is more common because like we definitely as much as we have like knife knife crime it's like that's just another day in new york city or miami it's like yep if you're gonna expose yourself like that then yeah there's just nasty people because there's seven billion people here and they're not all gonna be good <laughs> like yeah you know, I'll, uh, I'll it's about your environment and where you put yourself i'll be honest it's a tough sort of subject for me to talk about because I don't know too much about it. Like I sort of remove myself from that whole world and like, you know, I don't, I don't really put myself in the position where like, I know much about like the current English culture or anything like that, or like what's going on. Like I'm very much in my own world, just like my business, my network, traveling, things like that. So, um, yeah, it's tough for me to sort of talk about like what's going on in the UK at the moment, because also, I don't even watch the news. Like, I I just got that notification about the prime minister. I see big things like that, but obviously, I don't watch the news because, right. you know, if, dude, we are the same person, bro. Ever since the, <laughs> uh, like, ever since uh, my non-choice of candidate took over in the U.S., I few things I did. One, stopped watching the news. Really stopped watching the news during election season because I just didn't 
care and it was all fake anyway and like that news notification on my iphone is like how i stay in the loop with the big events that's literally it and honestly when it goes off sometimes i think it's a text and then i get mad because it's just some stupid headline from cnn that i don't care about and yeah. uh i yeah like it was just it's very interesting that you they, said that thing about the phone because i just trap my I, did this, I do the same thing in the u.s i'm like i just I'm i don't my own wanna... element. You know, you don't involve these people. They don't pay attention to what you're doing. You just do your thing, right? Yeah. Obviously, like, I don't want to get you banned or anything like that. So I don't want to take too much of a deep dive into it. But, like, uh, so I'll be careful sort of with my yeah. words. But, um, like, even what you said there, like, my choice of, of, like, you said the news is all fake, right? But, like, even the government is fake. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you sort of said my choice of candidate. Yeah. But, honestly, like... If that can, if if that candidate that you wanted in parliament or in government or whatever you call it, like, if if they were in power, do you really think anything would change? Like, no, because the the government is a whole fucking scam. They're not the ones that are actually in charge. If anyone knows the ones that are actually in charge, it's the ones who control the money. Who controls the money? The central banks. Who owns the central banks? No one fucking knows. So. You know, no one actually knows who's in charge. Um, so glad you said that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get into in, like a too deep dive into this because you know this could easily be taken down for me just saying the wrong right. thing. But yeah, we won't, we won't get into like we, we'll stay away from the the big, you know, the big elephant in the room of really why we think this and how it was literally exposed. It exposed everything about it over the last 24 27 months if you're in australia it's probably still not over um (laughs) but yeah the uh that highlighted that highlighted a lot of a a lot of like i think it woke people up and i think it was good because all i've seen since you know we got we've started to see this normalcy again is innovation is how do we make sure that never happens again and how does each person that was impacted by it position themselves to where they don't have to be reliant on it. And I think if you were able to make that connection and you're taking this time now to, you know, to reinvent yourself in a way because of what was just kind of laid out right in front of your face, then I think you're going to be very successful in the next five to 10 years. And that's, again, why I just, I love talking to guys like you and the other guys, because I know we're all going to wake up in five years and, you know, who knows what's going to happen or what the hell they're going to try to do. And we're going to, you know, be in our penthouse being like, all right, well, we're going to watch the games go down and it'll be funny and we're not going to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, I, um, exactly. I love talking to, yeah. to guys like you as well. And like people that like know that the government aren't actually the ones that are fucking in charge. Um, and they know, like they know the the sort of secrets and they're sort of, they're actually awake to it and awake to what is going on, like right in front of our eyes. Um, and they're not like in that unconscious state, just, you know, going day to day, nine to five matrix, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. Cause like we said, and I think this is the best way to kind of wrap up that part is the system is not here for you. You're here for you. So you were born here and all that stuff existed. It, there was people that were born before that existed and they made it out totally okay. Doing exactly what you, the only thing they could do, if you think back to the beginning was trust their instinct. So you know, if you can wake up every day and you can just trust your instinct and not, you know, don't 
don't depend on the system for anything because it's not yeah. here for you. It's here for them. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. you're here and for you. So I always, learn what you need to I learn always, about it. And then. I always say it like anyone that thinks that the government still have your best interests at heart, especially after what has gone on, as you said, what has gone on the past, like 72 months, whatever it is, um, 72 months. No, I don't know. But what has gone on the past um, years, but yeah <laughs> yeah what has, yeah. what has gone on like the past two three years whatever it is like anyone that still thinks the government has your best interests at heart yeah that's just delusion to me to be honest so um yeah we're probably not going to get along <laughs> but, but yeah yeah i gotta i gotta hold back on a, a comment and let's close that with um, <laughs> yeah let's let's just okay. yeah let's take let's, it let's yeah, take we'll it because we don't want to get banned yeah, let's touch on, uh, did you go to university? Did you go to college? Yeah, no, so I, uh, I'm i a college dropout, uh, never made it to, to university. It was funny, I was I was at a dinner with um, with a few friends the other day and um, we were just going around the table like, uni dropout, uni dropout, uni dropout, because like it's just so sort of normalized for entrepreneurs nowadays. Like, yeah, you dropped out of college, you dropped out of uni, yeah, same. Um, but yeah, no, I, it, it's funny because I hear so many people saying like they dropped out of university. Um, I didn't even make it to university. I dropped out of my, in my second year of college. Um, so yeah, only did, uh, sort of the first year, um, the, did the first year of college. And, and just then, for some um, like context, how does that system work, uh, where you're at? Cause like you said, you were at university for two years, but you didn't go to college. Uh, what would that mean for like, us kind of here to kind of put it in perspective a little bit yeah sure so uh we have just starting from the beginning we have like primary school um you do like six six years of mm -hmm. primary school um and which i'm not sure on the sort of age range and then you have secondary school which i guess mm -hmm. is like your sort of equivalent of like high school sort of thing so um you do f mm -hmm. five years of secondary school and you leave secondary school when you're about 16. Um, and when you're 16, okay. you go to, you, so we go to college at 16. Um, and gotcha. I, so I like, and that's when I got into business, right? So sort of the first like year of college. Um, yeah, my mind was like sort of split between like college business, um, that whole dilemma that most people have. Um, and mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so did about, um, I say it was two years of college, but I, I wasn't quite there until I was 18. Ooh. Um, yeah, I wasn't quite at college mm -hmm. till I was 18. So it was like a year and I don't know, maybe nine months, something like that. Um, but yeah, you, you mm -hmm. go, you go to college at 16 and then, um, you, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. So I did about a year and, and nine months and then I dropped the fuck out because, uh, yeah, absolutely hated it. Gotcha. And what, uh, were you, what were you, uh, what was your area of study, um, in that kind of year and nine months or do you not get to specialize until, cause here you take two years of like your college, like college, but it's really just like prereqs of stuff you learned in our high school. And then like the last two years of your college, you actually get to do what you went there for. That's why I say it's a scam because it's like, why would I spend two years taking high school classes again? Um, was it, is it similar there to where like you have to spend uh, 
two years before you can pick a specialization or do you go right in at 16 with an idea of what you want to do? And if you did, what was yours? Yeah, no college, college, you'll, you'll pick straight away. You'll pick what you want to, what you want to go into straight away. Um, mine was actually, um, so fucking crazy. Like the, the difference between entrepreneurship and sort of like this, well, it's, it's not crazy difference, but like acting. So I wanted to be an actor, um, which was, um, you know, crazy, pretty different to, to what I'm doing now. But, um, yeah, that was, that was interesting. And, um, yeah, you know, taught me some skills, but honestly, like I just started to hate it. Um, yeah, that's that's my short answer. Gotcha. Honestly, um, I just hated it. Yeah, I had such a such you a love. And you, and you made a move, right? Like, was it was it tough to make that move, or is it is it more a is it a, more of a common a common thing um, over there? Like, it's was not, that a, was that a tough decision you had to make? It's not common, but I'm not a common person. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like right. that. So, okay. so that that sounds yeah. that sounds bad. That sounds like horrible to sort of, um, you know, I'm not shitting on people going to college. If you're at college and you're content in what you're doing and you're you're studying what you want, then like, great, good for you. Like, I I really hope you find success with it. Um, and yeah. you know, I'm I'm rooting for those people. Um, the people that don't want to be there, maybe evaluate your options. Um. But yeah, as I say, like um, it's it's not common at all to to drop out of college at like seven. So I was seventeen at the time. Um, to drop out of education at seventeen is not common at all in England. Um, but you know, was it scary? No, not really. Like for for me, just the person that I am, um, didn't find it scary at all. I knew it was the right thing for me to do. Um, and good. Yeah, I did it like for, for my parents. Was it scary? Yeah. They like my, so my mom's actually a college teacher. So for, oh, wow. for not only is she a college teacher, but she's also my mom. So for her to hear that I was dropping out of college, like, yeah, that was terrifying for her. Um, and I didn't let that sort of infect me. Like I didn't let her fear, like sway my decision whatsoever. Um, so mm-hmm yeah like for me no it wasn't wasn't scary at all um in regards to it being mm-hmm. like common in the uk definitely not like all of everyone around me was like oh my god like you have dropped out to start a business like that is cre- if anything like you said it's common if anything it's like unheard of in the uk like to drop out of college at 17 and go and start a business that's like yeah. it really is unheard of like in america to drop out of college i think you're a little bit older so it might be a little bit more common in america but yeah over here like no yeah it's unheard of yeah because 17 dude i was a i was in my third year of high school and i didn't finish i finished college a year early and so i still would have had four years from when i was 17 to when i finished and if i went to college all four years i would have been 22 like i would have had five years from when you dropped out before i would have been like 100 free yeah i'm interesting dude it's very cool that's a big just yeah like that's big no matter where you're at 17 like like i I commend you a lot for just having that trust in yourself yeah no 100 percent. like i'm so i always say i'm so so thankful that i did it when i did it because for example i dropped out of college at 17 right if it takes me six years to become successful i'm only going to be 23 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, so like, yeah. and Jesus, like, and I, it won't take me six years and it hasn't, well, I'm, I'm fairly successful now, I guess. And it hasn't taken mm-hmm. me six years at all. So like, you know, I've got so, so much time and I, I daily, like genuinely daily, I thank myself for that. I'm like, thank you for making that decision. Cause you started so young and thank you for starting so young because, you know, I've really learned so much since then. And it's really just blown up like bigger than I could ever imagine. Um, so I'm so thankful I, I did it that young and I did it at that stage. You know, you don't have to by any means. Like I think you can get started, like no matter what your age is. Um, but mm. I definitely think the younger you start, yeah, the, the better, like, why not? Yeah. Cause it's like, like we said, it's like getting your reps in, you know, I had this mentor that I mentioned, you know, on the last episode and shout out chase again, where he saw me come to come to school at 18 with what I was doing and was like, you know, why are you running track? Why are you studying this? Why are you taking all these classes? Like if you want to get good at this and get successful when, when you want to be successful, like you have to be all in. And I was always just like, Oh, I can do no, like I can do everything. I, I did everything in high school. Like I can just, this is just what I'm doing. But then I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm graduating a year early. I don't need to be, if I'm running track six days a week at 6 a.m. with a meet on a Saturday, then do I really have time to operate my business from, you know, 10 to 2 in the morning on the nights that you have to do that? Like, no. Like, I, I, and I didn't even have time to realize what I wanted the business to look like. And so my summer going into my last year, I just, I, I stopped running and was like, okay, I took my last year of college, which the last year of college in the U.S. is fairly simple you're not like overloaded with classes you're just you're trying to get your degree and get out um and then this year my buddies have their fourth year and i'm you know i'm just i said this is my fourth year is my business so me waking up every day instead of going to class is watching a youtube video to get better is hosting a podcast to get better is you know designing a system to where uh, a new client can come in and just you know they have success early you know using our our systems and that has helped a lot, right? Like I graduated in May and now June, July, August, September, October, you know, we're really trying to close out the year strong and I've been more dialed in than I've probably, I've probably ever been. It took releasing the, like you said, like the, the thing that you know isn't exactly what you feel like you should be doing to allow myself the opportunities, like to, Cause now Dude. I don't have scheduling conflicts. I can work from anywhere. Right. Like it's like, exactly. you know, and somebody wants me to be somewhere at some time I can get there. Exactly. And it, it, um, it goes, it goes to like the, I don't know if you've ever heard of it or if any of your audience have heard of it, but the 80, 20 principle. And that's like, okay. you know, you just said there, like te- you're working, say you're working on your business from 10 to two at night. Like that's four hours. And say you're in, say you're in college or say you're in school for 12 hours, you're spending triple the amount of time on something you don't want to be doing. And you're spending a third of the amount of time on something that you want to be your future and something that you want to do. So the 80, 20 principle is like switching that spend 20 of 20% of the time on like stuff that maybe you have to do or like just whatever and 80 percent of the time on things that are actually towards your future and, and things like that so you spend 80 percent of the time on your business and then maybe you do some 
edu- online online college on the weekends or whatever, or you work a nine to five on the weekends, but during the week you focus on your business. Like, yeah, the 80-20 principle is so, so powerful and people need to go out and research it. But like, yeah, as you said there, to work, work on your business from 10 to two, that's only four hours, but you go to college for 12 hours and you don't even want to be in college. Like why that doesn't make any sense. Why would you yeah. do that? And, you know, in our case, and I don't, like I said, I know it's all different wherever you're at, like we're paying a lot. Like it's not oh. a, uh, it's not like the cheapest thing in the, in the world. And just to, you know, go back. Cause I like to make a point of this. Um, I went to college knowing I was going to study business. And if you know that, then you were there, what you'll realize. And I hope I didn't know this going in, but you'll realize you're there to network and you're there to you. Your schedule is easier because you're, you should be, I realize you should be using that time to go out and make connections. And yeah, you should go out on a Thursday night because you don't have class at not, you don't have seven classes a day. So, you know, you can wake up at 10 AM the next day and, you know, like have a connection the night before that the kid who's got to study for med school can't do because he can't go out on a Wednesday night. Right. Um, and depending where you're at, those opportunities kind of come. So like, is it worth the money? Like not necessarily, but in the lot, if you take advantage of the opportunity that you are in an environment with a bunch of people who are also paying to be there, who are also focused on something, then it's not the worst place to be for four years because on the flip of that, you could be, commonly here people will just they'll stay home they'll work at a restaurant they'll you know they'll be around those types of people for four years instead of at least some people that are you know dedicated to something um and trying to get better and they have yeah i i hear it all the time like i you know i i get on sales calls with with prospects and things like that and um Mm -hmm. you know maybe they'll say obviously it's a common objection in any business maybe they'll say they can't afford the program which is fine that's that's completely you know i hear what they're saying that's completely reasonable but my next question is um okay you're in college right so you know how much debt have you accumulated going into college and they're like oh 30 grand and it's like so you're going to spend 30 grand on something that you don't want to be doing. And this is a program that you have just told me you seriously want to be a part of, and you seriously (laughs) believe that it can make a massive change in your life, but you won't spend a fraction, like not even close to, we don't charge close to 30 grand. Like you won't spend a fraction of that price on something that you actually want to be a part of and you actually believe can change your life, but you'll spend 30 grand plus like, 30 grand is the cheap end of college. Like most people are spending a heck of a lot more than that. Um, and you'll, you'll spend that money on something that you don't want to be doing. Like, yeah, cool. Sounds like you've got it all figured out. <laughs> like that, It's, and it's just, it's so interesting to me now, you know, living in the, and I want to make a point on this. Um, I think living in the content age and like just the information age, I, there's the people we learned from learned from people who didn't have the resources we had to find out if, you know, the world was a different way than we perceived it because we only perceive it from, you know, your parents for 18 years or, you know, whoever raises you um, and whatever they choose to expose you to. And then at 18 here, you know, you get a little bit of freedom and you start seeing what's out there back in the day, you had to kind of do that naturally. Here, it was like at 14, I could kind of see where I wanted to be at 21. And so I could learn the things I needed to kind of learn to get there. 
at 21, if I wanted to, or like at 16 or 18, you're still three years of ahead, you know, of waiting, then waiting to finish college to be allowed to have that opportunity. Um, and I just think it's, it's really like, it's even the playing field to an extent where it's just no longer a strong argument for me that, you know, you have to be well, ed like college educated to get a good job or to get a good opportunity or, you know, you, you don't because you can learn anything you want to learn on the internet. And yeah. it's just having faith in that. If college gives you the, the faith that it's going to work out, then at the end of the day, you're paying $30,000 for a libido effect, right? Yeah. That you 100%. can get from anything. Like, you know? honestly, honestly, um, this is like a, an unexpected conversation. I didn't expect to be like talking about college and stuff, but it's something that I don't speak about enough, to be honest. Like these are, these are all topics yeah, that, these are all topics I love talking I to people that didn't didn't go through it or went through a different experience. Obviously, you being from, you know, the UK, it's going to be a different experience regardless. But your yeah. points you make are just so similar. Whether the guides drop out at yeah. 17 or 22, they have that same realization that you had then, right? Yeah. And like, yeah, as I say, it's not a topic I expected to be talking about. But it's definitely one that mm -hmm. I'm willing to talk about and definitely one that I've – I. I always do talk about just probably not on camera but um yeah as you said there like the people that we're learning from as well like people will go and get a business degree or whatever which means fuck all um but they'll learn it from a, they'll get that piece of paper from a person who has never started a business yes, like yes. that, that yeah. just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever yeah. um or they'll learn you know they'll learn about uh, finance or whatever from someone who's never actually been a successful investor or anything like that in their life. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, like how can you fucking trust someone who's never done the thing that they're teaching? And as I said yeah. earlier, people, people pay tens of thousands of pounds to people who have never done the stuff that they're teaching, but they wouldn't pay someone like me a fraction of the price. Whereas I've actually been through the stuff that I'm teaching, I can connect with them on, on that and I can pull them out of it and, and really change that aspect of their life. But it's just the way of the world. And, uh, you know, I don't see it changing anytime soon, but hopefully, you know, we've woken up a few people to it with this podcast. Maybe people will see it in future and they'll wake up to it. But, um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we'll begin to to wrap it up here. I want to know as a coach, and like you said, you've been, you know, privately for three years, and you're starting to really get into it. Uh, what advice would you have for someone who's thinking about going that route as well? Coaching? Yeah. Sell before you build, right? Interesting. So what I'm talking about here is there's three things. So one is you want to build a community two you want to you want to tailor your product specifically to that community right because then you're going to have an incredible product like mm -hmm. you know if if you're if you're selling whilst you're building then you're building a community and you can tailor the product specifically to that community that you have built so your product is going to be incredible um and then also you're collecting cash so you're minimizing your risk like massively so because you're 
obviously you're selling whilst you're building. So you're not like investing a ton of money in um, a bunch of time and things like that. Um, so you're, you're collecting cash. So those are three things is building a community, um, tailoring the product specifically to that community and collecting cash at the same time. And that is how you're going to really build something incredible. It's also how you're going to, how you're going to test that the thing actually works because you don't want to invest a bunch of time, money, effort into it. If you, if you don't know that it's actually going to work, I've done it in the past. I've built a business that I've put so much time, energy and effort into only to find out that it hasn't actually worked. So definitely sell whilst you build, it's going to benefit you. It's going to benefit the customer. Like it's just, it's advantageous for everyone. So so definitely um, do pre-sales and, and sell whilst you build. I also heard something from um, Kevin O'Leary recently. He said um, it was a concept about like taking something around the back of the barn and shooting it. So like if something's not working it, if something's not working, just kill it. Like just take it around the back of the barn and shoot it because it's not working like just you know, you're not giving up. You're just like optimizing your time. You're optimizing your effort. Like where yeah. can you actually put your time and your effort? And it doesn't have to be the whole business. It could just be a task within the business. You take that task around yeah. the back of the barn and you shoot it because that task is using up your time. It's using up your energy and you don't actually need to be doing it. So, um, yeah, definitely getting rid of the things that, that you don't actually need. You can outsource them or you can just kill them off completely. Um, and yes, sell whilst you build because then you're going to create an amazing product um, and you're going to minimize your risk. Um, so it really just, it, it benefits everyone. Um, and also just find, God, there's, there's so much advice that I could give about coaching. But yeah, also just just find like what your thing is. Um, cause everyone's good at something like you could be really good at, uh, yoga, yoga instructors, always a great one. And you can create a, a yoga program like, and, and people, there are people out there that are willing to pay like thousands for an online yoga coach. Um, like you'd be surprised. Mm -hmm. So, so there's, there's tons of places that you cool. can provide value. Um, just find that place, create mm -hmm. your program around it. Um, and mm -hmm. And yeah, there's, there's so much stuff with coaching, but it's an amazing business. It's, it is really, really going to fulfill you. Like you're going to feel so fulfilled from this business because, um, you're going to be helping people. You're going to be helping your students. You're going to get some amazing feedback. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful industry. It really, really is. Awesome. Yeah. And that's definitely something I'd love to dive deeper in with you kind of off camera, because I just getting to know you you know like i could really respect your perspective and how like much time you've really put into it and like just kind of crafting the you know how it goes but you didn't like you said you've tried setting it up before and then or setting something up before it just it wasn't it wasn't clicking and then you tried this strategy that you just told us you know sell before you build and or sell while you build and you started seeing success because like cash flow and you know certain things like that that just um, they allow it, the business to be functional. And, you know, that concept you explained, I think I like that that's how you learned it through coaching. And I like that it applies to really any business because I can tell you the first thing with my social media marketing agency, you know, that's how we started and that's how we continue to 
that's how we continue to roll. You know, I develop, I'm not going to stop innovating. I'm going to find better ways to do this. And, you know, these early clients are going to, they're going to have the early ways of doing it, but they're also, they stay with me and they grow with me. Then they're going to be able to feel the most drastic improvement too. Cause they're, they're going to have the yeah. experience from system one and the difference in system two. And then the guys that just joined at system two are going to be like, Oh, well, this is what it is now. And we keep innovating and, you know, system three is their breakthrough. Um, yeah. And I think finding a CEO and finding an agency that are like a coach like yourself that has that viewpoint on it, that is open that they are building and that they are working kinks out or just, you know, they're doing it is a way better way of retaining clients and just um, keeping your community engaged than saying this is the step-by-step how to do it. And I'm just going to keep reselling it until, you know, I don't feel like making money off of it anymore. Like I see people do that in the coaching game and I really just despise it. Like, I think it's, I think it's the easy way out. I think it's a, I think they're not taking the time themselves to get better. And that's not anyone I want to learn from. I think I want to learn from the guys that, yeah, their course is changing year to year because the world's changing and because you have to stay alert to it. Don't just get hung up. Oh, you taught that, but you didn't teach this. Like, Okay, yeah. I taught that in 2019, and it's 2023 now. Like, yeah, and people, you know. people like, as you said, people don't realize. I like, I could have charged thousands for what I just told everyone. Like that little formula that I just gave you, like sell before you build, and the the three things that you need to check off. Like, I've really just taught everyone and and your audience like how you can start a coaching business. There's no reason why people can't go away from this podcast yeah. now and start their own coaching business. And that's something I could have charged thousands yes. for, but I don't really care. Like I'll, I'll give it away for free because I'm just a nice guy, but um, like, yeah, yeah it's no, the, it's, um, it's the decision, right? They have to choose to watch this. If this gets 150 views and there's still 7 billion people that have no idea how to start a coaching business. So, yeah. or if people don't wait and want to watch until an hour and five minutes in, then they're not going to get this kind of value, right? Like I put it in the show notes. I want people like, Everything will be that I showcase in the podcast. People can jump straight to. That's one thing I've learned through podcasting. My first 11 episodes, I didn't do that though. So we come right back to the, oh, build while we go. Here's a better way for me to get longer watch time is yeah. show people honestly, what they're going to get and when they're going to get it. And that's just the reality we live in. Right? Honestly, um, it's, it's, honestly, it's probably kind of, it's probably kind of stupid on my behalf. Like I could, I could have said, for example, when you said, um, Oh, what's some advice to, for people to start a coaching business? I easily could have said, Oh, just shoot me a DM and, you know, we'll jump on a call and then I can, I can show you how to start your own coaching business. And then I could have pitched them on a $3,000 service, um, that, you know, I could have showed them how to build a coaching business, but you know, that's just, I don't know, like right now, that's not my mission and that's not like, that's not what I'm. I'm trying to do so. Yeah, you know, I probably like I probably could make a lot of showcase money or something like possible, that. right? Yeah, hey? like you showcase all you did there was show your expertise, and that's what I like to give people an opportunity to do on the on the show. Is like these people are experts for a reason. It's my job to kind of see find out why. Um, and I think you know, an hour and five in, we really got to to pinpoint that. Um, yeah. Now, yeah. what are two questions I- you have for the host? Just a hundred percent. I want to ask you a couple of questions, just one second. So like one thing, um, on, on just to wrap that up, like one, one last thing was that, um, 
it's something I heard from like Gary V, but like um, I, and I truly believe it. Like I don't believe in too much free value. Like I truly believe that yes. like I can really say what I want and just give away as much value as possible. And I know that that's only going to attract like more customers to my business and things like that. Um, I don't, I don't believe in like holding stuff back and saving that for my higher level program. Like, I just don't believe in that. Um, I, as I said at the start of the podcast, like I want to provide value wherever I possibly can. So yeah, I really just don't hold things back. You can see by the way that I've just explained, um, about coaching and stuff like that. I, I, I don't want to hold anything yeah. back. I want to help people wherever I possibly can. And yeah, Gary V always says it just free value, like pump out content. He has this concept of like jab, jab, hook. So like just free value, free value, free value, and then you can acquire them as a customer. Um, so yeah. yeah, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to, to give value wherever I possibly can. Um, in regards to questions. Okay. Um, so this is one that I like to, I like to discuss with, with friends, podcast guests, um, a lot, but what's, uh, one, one common problem or, or common mistake that you see young men make nowadays? One common mistake. It's, it's, it's a good converse, It's a good question to spark a, a conversation because there's obviously so many mistakes yeah. that like young, young men make nowadays and, and things like that. But, um, yeah, yeah it's interesting to hear people's think, take. On it. Yeah. Um, I think the one mistake young men make is, um, they, I kind of like, I always think about myself first and then I like, I try to think about like what I've observed and I just, I'm not the type, um, what well, it could be you, it could be a, a younger, you know, a younger, right. a mistake that yeah. a younger Jack has made. I think the biggest thing is they don't, they feel like they're not here to, uh, like they think ego and trusting yourself is a bad thing. And I think. Um, when you engulf yourself in that and you realize that like men are here, like as a, we're here to create and we're here to provide and we're here to like, just constantly be evolving and we have to create ourselves. Like we talked about, I talked about this with Ibrahim when we had him on, right? Like, uh, we talked about like the male to female concept and just how, you know, women are they're here to, to reproduce and they're here, like they have their, a purpose and they're here, you know, to attract, attract male. They're attracting guys that are building and that are creating. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, the, I so think I there's think a little bit of a, you're good. I, I think, think the biggest mistake is you not trust yourself. Like you yeah. have, have undeniable belief and know that it's okay. Cause that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of a delay. So like when, when you say something, uh, yeah, but anyway, um, no, absolutely. Like that's another conversation that honestly we could discuss for another hour about, because I think there's massive yeah. differences between men and women and there's different e essences. Yeah. If we would have got to that on this. We're just, we'll do another episode for sure. Um, yeah, because I, just, I think people would get a lot out of that, but I was, I was glad that you asked me that because since I started taking that concept seriously and just, being like, you yeah. know, I'm here for me. I'm creating. I'm attracting the right people when I'm creating. Um, it's okay to be Jack, right? And I, at 17 yeah. to 19, it was like, who do I want to be? <laughs> like, who do I need to be like? Like, no, like yeah. you need to be yourself and just 
the how you look at it is who you are, right? Like your perspective on everything is ultimately who you become. Yeah, a great book is The Way of the Superior Man. I don't know if you've read that. I've not, but I'm going to note it down because each guest keeps yeah. giving me good books to pick up. <laughs> yeah, what it's was that a, one called again? The Way of the Superior Man. So it's Way it's a great book, man. and it it really helps you sort of understand the difference between men and women and like um, I, I don't want to say men and women because obviously the the world that we live in is a uh, pretty crazy nowadays but the masculine and the Gender. feminine yeah and yeah, like whatever. the masculine the masculine and the feminine essence so like you can get women with masculine essences you can get men with feminine essences there's a lot there's actually a lot of men with feminine essences nowadays um, and it's like what you're attracted to and, and things like that. Like personally, I'm attracted to a woman with a very feminine essence. Um, that's just what, you know, that's the energy that I'm drawn towards. That's the energy I like to be around when I'm not working on my business and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great book to get, a you know, instead of us going on with this conversation for another hour, like that's a great, um, yeah book for people out there to to go and read to understand more about your masculinity and more about the masculine versus the feminine essence um yeah if you want to understand more about that just go and read the way of the superior man because that is a great great book cool got one more for me um ooh, okay um this is such a basic bitch question. Um, like yeah. this is, this is, um, you know, just, it's such a basic question, but it's also powerful. So I, I don't think that, um, you have to be in, in, in any way, but, um, cause you know, none of us know what's going to happen. Like, and you should be fully accepting of like your journey and just, you know, taking whatever happens, uh, as it comes, but in your ideal scenario, where would you want to be in five years? Gotcha. <laughs> I didn't know whether you're going to go there or if you're going to ask me, what do I do? Cause I get that one all the time. And I'm like, like I, I can answer it, but typically it's nah, a that's, different that's answer. Boring. On that's boring. Like <laughs> that's boring. We already know what yeah. you do. Digital marketing. Boring, right? like So no, good. Uh, where do I see my, like an ideal position for me in five years? Um, I, I see myself, like, I see it as a continuous growth of what I'm doing now. And, you know, it excites me to know how, like, you know, you exponentially grow by, you know, growth compounds. So you do everything every day and like, you just start seeing massive, massive results. So, you know, in, in five years, um, I mean, I see myself doing six figures a month. I think that's, uh, that's more than doable. Um, and I think I also see myself having a big impact. I don't know in what way I just know I'm never the type to where I care about money. I just think money's like, it comes and goes. I just know, like we talked about that compounding, I'm not afraid to say it. Um, and I know I love the impact I can have when I do do the work and provide the value to have that monetary success. So in five years, I know I'll be having a big impact. In what field? Who knows? Because, like you said, the world's changing. I don't like. Maybe we'll be in the metaverse. Like, <laughs> who knows? Um, but yeah, I just uh, I I'll be having a big impact, and I'll be you know 
doing big things with big numbers. It's the best way to put it. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's awesome. Um, and like, I don't, I don't, I don't think you saw, but you're the first thing that you said, I was giving it a round of applause because I like the first thing you said was like about growth. And instantly, like when you ask people, where do you want to be in five years? They're like, oh, this is where I'm going to be, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but you understand that like, you know, five years, you didn't give me like an end goal. You're like, yeah, so I'm going to be in Bali, multimillionaire doing this, like, because you know that growth is like a never ending journey. So even in five years, you're still talking about growing beyond that. Um, which is so yeah, great, great answer, man. Like, like such a, such a good answer. And the fact that in five years, you still want to be leaving your mark and making an impact, um, even better. Like, yeah, as you said, like five years, isn't the end goal. Like there's, there's more that you want to do, like even beyond that. So, um, I'm truly rooting yeah. for you. Like, I, I think you're a great guy and I think you're definitely going to get there. Um, if I can help you in, in any that. way possible, then, then, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely want to do that. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, have I think full... we'll be in, I think we're going to, we're going to end up in some same places because I, I put a big impact, like a big point of emphasis, you know, this whole journey just to be locked in, you know, heading into next year, building what I build now till January and then not till January, but just like using that as like a benchmark to really plan out 2023 and 2023 is a big networking year for me. Like I see it as, going to places like the UK or going to, you know, mastermind events, you know, hosted by these guys we, we follow, you know, I've got a plan to go to Bali for a month just to do it because I'm 22 and, you know, I can do yeah. it. Like, don't, don't, uh, but part of that is, people. okay, make sure I have, I create something that gives me 2K liquid and another 2, 3K liquid to have a good time in Bali for a, a month. Like, I know you don't need that much, but just, I want to live a certain way and have the systems in place. If that means money to invest in my business because it might be harder to access while i'm over there then that's what it means but yeah it's like just okay, that i've got that uh, growth into, i've got another question yeah. for you i've got another question okay. for you um yep why why wait till 2023 uh like just being totally upfront, it's a hundred percent it's financial means and it's trusting that i have the like just trusting myself more um I still am building that in a, in a way it's building confidence, but it's really the building systems that I have faith in that I feel like I trust myself to manage, you know, being in an environment that I'm not used to. And I think that compared, like paired with uh, wanting to have, you know, a certain amount of liquid cash, like ready to just kind of go and execute that is, is, uh, is really that, but yeah, so, that's, that's more why, why wait. Um, but yeah, I got I'll, out of college in May. I just, yeah. So I'll, I'll be honest. I don't believe you. Yeah. So yeah. you, you live in the U S right now, obviously Bali is 10 yeah. times cheaper than the U S. Right. So, you right. know, finan oh, you financially, financially, like just traveling in general, like traveling. Uh, I thought you meant just like this, you know, like, I guess. Yeah, you're right. I guess Bali would be the first, but the like first place traveling, I, uh, tra traveling and, and networking and things like that, like right. doesn't have yeah. to be like, for example, that month that you were talking about in Bali, you can go out to Bali mm -hmm. and network and travel and do the things that you're talking about now 
for literally like mm. a quarter of the price that you're living at now. Like it, so mm -hmm. you're literally going to save money whilst you're traveling and networking and Bali's a great place to sort of get productive and things like that as well. So, um, you know, I, I genuinely think it's something to think about. Maybe, maybe you don't have to wait till 2023, maybe just take the jump and just, and just start now, but I know it's scary. Um, but like, you know, yeah. the water, the water doesn't get, the water doesn't get warmer the longer you wait to jump in. Right. So you know, maybe a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It does it. Yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent agree with you. And I appreciate you bringing that, you know, just bringing that to my attention. Cause like you said, I'm not reminded of it every day when I'm just the one that's saying it, but, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely no problem with that. Um, now kind of our last question here, I usually like to ask, um, because it, it kind of touches on the, the future side of things, but ultimately man, like, how do you want to be remembered? I have a whole uh, Google document on what I want people to say at my funeral. And I cool. have, yeah, I have a whole document on like George Brock's legacy, George Brock's like, you know, vision, George, like what, Can you give us what a I want. Snippet? What? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like what, what I want right. people to say at my, my funeral and things like that. The main thing is just, cool. um, you know, George was always a provider, always a protector. Um, George always, I'm trying to think back to it now. I haven't looked at it in, in a long time, which is a good reminder to me. I need to start looking at it like every day again. But um, yeah, George is a provider. He's a protector. Um, he was, he so, as I said earlier, he sort of knew everything about everything or he seemed to in a way. Um, and yeah, just, uh, just George provided value wherever he could just in general, like a, a fun, loving, kind person. He treated, you know, the, the guy in the coffee shop, the same way that he would treat a member of the Royal family. Like, you know, I, I treat everyone with the same respect. Um, you know, no matter what background you come from, no matter, um, what sort of, class you're in no matter where you are like in that sort of hierarchy um yeah just treating everyone with the same respect kind fun loving person provider protector uh knowledgeable uh likes to to give back wherever possible um you know all, all of those things and constantly willing to grow constantly willing to learn um never thought uh like i'm i'm speaking in like third person but like you know because i'm speaking yeah. like if someone was speaking at my funeral but like this george is, this is how you'll george, be remembered right <laughs> yeah yeah like uh, george never person thought, from there on out <laughs> yeah like george never thought that he was bigger than someone else um george never thought that he was better than someone else i always thought like um i'm a good sort of challenger like in any in any aspect of life like i can always i can always challenge you and i can always like have a debate with you on something or we can always be competitive with one another but in no way do i think that i'm better than you um and 
yeah just all it there's so so many things honestly but but yeah just all round i want to leave like such a positive impact on the world and i only want like people to speak about me like positively and i feel like every day um that's all that i put out and that's all that i give um i'm hoping so anyway i hope that people get a good energy from me um because that's all that i'm trying to do so yeah yeah man and you know to your credit i think like we talked about the little things that allow those things to become true are stuff like this, you know, where you just spent an hour and a half of your time, you know, as a business owner, providing that same, literally word for word, that same energy. I think everyone that watched this really got a taste of that. So obviously like we got deeper on some stuff than we did and, but they got, they can just tell, you can tell by someone's vibe a hundred percent. And in our case, sometimes you can tell by their Instagram, but you could tell. Um, and just again, man, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, if you have any final thoughts or you want to kind of just plug yourself in, it's kind of that, that three minute window to, to roll into that. And then we'll just stop it and kind of wrap it up. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Listen, I, I, I really appreciate being here. Obviously I've, as I said at the start, I've, I've had food poisoning still sort of recovering. So I hope that, um, you know, I've managed to do, do like what I've been saying, justice and, and everything like that, and sort of provide some sort of value to, to your audience. Um, but yeah, honestly, it, it's been a pleasure. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to see what you do and what you continue to do. I've seen you've been doing podcasts with Will and with Ebbs and things like that. And that's a great, great group, group of guys to, to be connecting with. So uh, I definitely want you to continue on that path and, and things like that. If I can introduce you to, to anyone, then I would absolutely love to. Um, but yeah, it's been a pleasure coming on this podcast. I've really, really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I'm happy to happy to do it. Awesome, man. No, I really appreciate that. Is there anyone that comes to mind that you think uh, would be a good fit for a conversation like this? Yeah, tons of people, honestly. Like, um, you know, I've got a whole whole London network. Do you want to put them on uh, the spot and throw them on the show, or do you want to text me in private? Uh, I'll I'll give you some names after the pod, but um, but okay. yeah, because I I I won't put them out there. I'll put them on the spot or anything. But yeah, I've got a whole London network of people. I've got people out in Bali. I've got people in America. So yeah, there's tons of people that, um, that have very similar interests to us and you could definitely have a good conversation with. Awesome, man. And cool. Like, dude, like I said, that goes, that's likewise, you know, my main base is here, you know, Miami, Florida, but, you know, really starting to build nationwide and then, you know, getting to make these connections like you and Evan Bali and, you know, Will who spent a lot of time over there. And then obviously the next guys I have on, you know, I, I want to make a point to, showcase these different parts of the world because that's the opportunity of the podcast right like i love the in-person podcast and i'm gonna get sweet guests but those are more like when the guys from out of town are coming to town like miami's a big pull so i'm very blessed you know to have be in a location like that where it's like it's not very you don't have to do much convincing it's just oh do you have the means to come to miami stay with me for free like come on and let's you know we could shoot it so uh yeah but awesome well, man uh, i'll, I think, I'll I think have to head out to I'll have to head out to yeah. Miami and we'll fil we'll film an episode two or something. Yeah, dude, we'll get a lot of content, man. Tell me when you're in the U.S. period because it's like it's the max flight is three hours pretty much anywhere. So, um, 
Yeah, anytime you're in the U.S., dude. Uh, I know uh, Arlen's doing some mastermind on in November. Are you uh, going out to that at all? Any plans like that, or or not? Uh, not super. I I can't imagine uh, I would be to be honest. But um, but yeah, you know, it's it's all stuff we can talk about after the pod, and we'll definitely link yeah. up at some point, hundred percent. Yeah, man. Cool. Let me just.